Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. God's Word says that we are to be no respecter of persons. What does that mean? And how does that impact our circumstances? And how does the enemy use that against us to try to defeat us? I want to talk about that today and address it and hopefully set some of us free. There was something that recently happened to me, and it really opened my eyes to this concept and took me to the Word to help me overcome a moment of rejection. Recently, I walked into a room, and as I walked into the room, I saw someone coming in my direction that I knew. And so I instantly began to, you know, cheer up, wanted to speak to them, engage with them. And they walked right by me, looking past me, approaching someone else, and began to, of course, engage conversation with the other person as if to never see me and never acknowledge me. And as they moved past me, I instantly thought, okay, let me stand here for a moment. Then I will reach out and speak to them. Never happened. So in the moment, you know, my flesh began to take over. And so how I responded was I just moved to another spot I sat down and went on about my business. Now, as you can imagine, I could have responded in one of two ways. I could have said, oh, well, they didn't see me. And this is okay. And went on. Or I could have responded, which is the way I did, feeling rejected, feeling lesser than, feeling not as important, and then let the enemy steal my joy. I want to talk about that today because how does God want us in these moments to respond? And how does He, in our everyday walk, want us to be careful that we don't subject others to this? Now, I will tell you in that moment, I felt so unimportant, so belittled, so unworthy, lesser than, And what I had to do was to choose to buy into that or take that thought captive and bring it into the obedience of God's Word and remember in the moment who I am in Christ Jesus. Why? So it wouldn't affect me the way I felt about myself and the way I know that God sees me, but also the way that I would not respond to that person under those circumstances. Now, let me tell you, I say this all the time. Perception can take you down roads you don't need to go. 
So in defense of this person, I want to say this from the get-go. They probably were not even aware of me or how that situation looked. And I perceived from my vantage point that they did and it was intentional. And so you can imagine how the enemy started playing all kind of mind games with me. I want to talk about that today, that we live on the alert and be very careful that how even our innocent behaviors or our intentional behaviors that the world has said is okay can affect our relationships with other people and our associations with other people. Because what does God's Word say? I will tell you, that is the first place that I ran to. Because when this happened to me, I instantly wanted to crawl in a hole. And I felt like a nobody. Well, God says that we are His created people. Created that He loves us and that we are to love Him. So we find our worth, we find our identity in Christ Jesus, just knowing the truth and speaking that truth to our heart, regardless of how people treat or respond to us. But in that moment, what I had to do was to take that encounter and bring it under the Word of God. And as I sat down, And I started helping myself work through that, reject the flesh that wanted me to move into all this selfish, self-pity mode. I had to immediately put the word on it because God says we're to be no respecter of persons. And so what does that look like? And instantly I opened my Bible because I had my Bible right there with me. And I happened to have with me that day a Bible from years ago that had some very important Rima words marked in it that dealt with this specific issue. And immediately the Holy Spirit took me to James 2. And I remember in James 2 how God says that even in our everyday settings that we can make people feel lesser than and that we need to be on guard to this. So what does James 2 say? And I want to read this to us because I want this word to fall on you because I want us to be very careful that we don't find ourselves even in an innocent opportunity that we can make people feel lesser than. And let this word speak to our heart. And this is what, through the book of James chapter 2, God gives us a picture of this, of how this can play itself out and what we are to do. And then I want to talk about why it's so critical that we're aware of this and how we can respond. He says in James 2, he said, my brothers, who is that? That's you. That's me, Christians, that we are to show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Why? Because we are in Christ. The God's righteousness has been imputed to us. 
we're to live righteous. It's not based on how someone else treats us. It's not based on how we feel emotionally. It's based on the fact of who we are in Christ. So that tells me right here, we're without excuse. He says, For if any man wearing a gold ring or fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place. While you say to the poor man, you stand over there, or you sit at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? In other words, have you not automatically, without knowing their heart, without knowing the circumstances, just based on what you perceive, Have you not already started separating people, separating them into groups? And what it appears to me, based on a motive in your heart, whether right or whether wrong. He said, listen, my beloved brethren, listen, my sister in Christ, listen to me. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom? Hey, have they not been chosen by God too? Those that we perceive are poor in this world don't have as much as someone else. Maybe don't have the social status as someone else. Maybe don't have that social influence in the world, in the community as someone else. Has God not chosen them to be rich in faith and heirs in the kingdom? which he's promised to those that love him. See, you may be judging that poor person, that shabby dressed person, that one that looks lesser than. You may be judging them based on their outward appearance. And God said, I've chosen those because I promised to love them just as much as I love the one that we esteem or show partiality toward. But he goes on to say, But you've dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich ones who oppress you the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? I want to come back to that because that's a strong statement there. I want to put some truth on that. He goes on to say, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing well. What does he mean? Listen, we are to love ourselves. Why? Because God created us. We were fearfully and wonderfully made by the God, the creator of this universe. For that fact, each one of us, we are to love ourselves. But as we love ourselves... We're to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So would you ever make your own self feel unworthy? Would you ever downgrade your own self? Would you ever demote yourself? No, you love yourself. We're always wanting to lift ourselves up. God said in the same way, we're to love our neighbor. Then he goes on to say, but if you show partiality, you are committing sin. I will tell you, when I read that in the Word of God, 
it spoke volumes to me. Now, back to this encounter that I had this day. When I encountered this situation with someone that knew me, overlooked me, looked right past me, and through their actions, I'm not saying they intended to, I'm just saying it happened. And this is how I perceived it, and this is how I responded. I immediately wanted to crawl in this hole. But you know what? We have an opportunity to deal with this in one of two ways. We can learn from it and say, wait a minute. I see how this made me feel. And I am reminded from the Word of God that I am not to show favoritism. And I want to tell you right here, once I brought that under the Word of God, that's exactly what it did for me. Because following that and days after that, even into this day as I am recording this podcast for you, it has reminded me, Joe, do not show favoritism. Why did it speak to me so loudly? Is because I experienced what it can be like when we feel rejected, when we're made to feel lesser than, unimportant. Because in the eyes of God, we are all important. In the eyes of God, we all have something to contribute. And I want to say this, in the eyes of God, He doesn't waste a circumstance. He will use a circumstance just like I encountered, hey, to open my eyes to truth, but also to teach us how to love others and how to be careful in how we walk. But I could respond in that way to purpose, hey, this is a learning lesson. Joe, don't hold this against this person, of course, but you, Joe, be very careful that you don't walk about showing favoritism. It was a checkup for me to look back and say, oh God, have I done this and unaware and it's made someone feel like this? God help me to be aware of the moment. Because as I went to the Word of God, I even had some notes written in my Bible from years ago as just a reminder of what this can do to someone. When someone has favored you over another person, what does it do? It can make you feel unloved. Just through those actions, whether they are intentional or not, I want to emphasize that again, can make you feel unloved. Because what? Someone's been chosen over you. It can make you feel rejected. And isn't that what the enemy does? Is to get us rejected that we feel, you know, separated from, not a part of, not as good as. Or it can make you feel like you have little or no value. That you don't have much to contribute. And then we can respond in a way that we act on it, that we can become hurt or wounded by it. When we act on those assumptions. And it can create jealousy, can it not? That's what the enemy wants to do is divide us into groups and brings division. But the Word says that when we do that, 
it is sin. So it's important that when this happens to us or we encounter this or to avoid us from doing this, we know what the word says, hey, to do it is sin. Because this is exactly what the enemy does. He uses this unless we take it captive and choose not to respond in a sinful manner. He will use it to divide. And what does it do? It steals your joy. Many times you can lose your way. You can lose your aim. You can lose purpose or mission. Why? We can get off track and we start to engage an unnecessary task of the flesh, don't we? Well, I'll get back at them. Or I'll show them. So we start to behave or do things that will elevate us, that will show we are worthy. What is that? That's works of the flesh. I don't believe that's motivated by the Holy Spirit. Because what are we doing? We're trying now to defend ourselves. And we get in this self-promotion mode. And we do it sometimes, and we may not even realize it. Well, I'll show them. I'll just begin to do things or put myself in a position where I will lift myself up, promote myself, become influenced. I'll show them that I'm worthy. I will show them that I am somebody. And we start to engage in a journey that is so unnecessary, that is such a trap that will lead us to even greater destruction. So what do we do? We stop at the moment when we recognize it. God is our defender. And when you start to, in the flesh, defend who you are in this encounter, you stop and say, no, God is my defender. God is the one, if I need to be promoted or recognized or a person of influence, God will put me there. So what do we do? We recognize how easy it is to slip into this. How easy it is that we can do this to other people. So I'm going to show you what we need to do in just a moment for that. But also realize that when this happens to us, immediately put the Word of God on it. You know what I do now? I say, no, I reject that. I reject that division. I reject that respecter of persons. I'm just not going to receive it. And then I begin to quote the truth of what God says about me, that I am accepted in the beloved, that God loves me. God loves you with an everlasting love. And that you are worthy. You do have value. You do have purpose. And you reject the division. Because if the enemy can separate us, he can weaken our testimony. He can, even to the point, steal your purpose, get you so off track that you're busy over here trying to defend yourself and promote yourself to prove that you are somebody that you forget that you're on this journey, chasing after a love relationship with God. See how the enemy can get us looking in the wrong direction off track pursuing things that God has already settled for us. So how do we overcome this? The first thing, if we have been found guilty, if the Holy Spirit has convicted you that you've been a respecter of persons, that you have shown partiality, the first thing, ask forgiveness. I can't tell you, that day I immediately said, God, would you forgive me when I have done this? God, innocently 
and it made someone feel lesser than. But God, forgive me when I have done this. I'm sure I have done this. God, forgive me that I've chosen one over another simply by their outward appearance or simply not only their outward appearance, but simply because of the relationship you were seeking with them. You could benefit from a relationship with them. And your motive was wrong. God, forgive me. And then live on the alert. I immediately went on a trip after that. I cannot tell you how I was on high alert, how I interacted with people in this group. I wanted everyone to know that I saw them as worthy. I wanted everyone in that group that when I interacted with them, it was because I loved them and God loved them and not what I could get from a relationship with them. I wanted them to know that I wanted God to use me as His vessel to pour out His love on them. So, live alert to life. Live alert to the people around you and do not allow the enemy to use you to separate or to divide people. Simply through our actions may not even be a word that we say. And then be willing to live in humility. I say this all the time, but I think we have to say it and say it and say it until we get it. Because what does God say He requires of us? is to walk every day humbly with Him so that we walk through every circumstance, not promoting ourselves, but walking humbly so God can use us. And then purpose in all encounters to have no agenda, to have no personal agenda, to go after a relationship just to promote yourself, just to get something for yourself, just to influence something that's not led by the Holy Spirit of God. Purpose, you have no agenda for pursuing people except to love them and show God's love to them. And then, here's an important thing. In all of your relationships, surrender them to God. That what you pursue in all relationships is simply to be love. What? God's love. And let God use our relationships, our encounters with the lesser than and the upper ones. That God will use those relationships to promote His kingdom. To move His kingdom forward. Let God do that. Other than that, the enemy will set a trap for us to divide us and to weaken us as a body of Christ. This is what the enemy wants to do. Because once we feel lesser than, once we feel rejected, do we not go into self-preservation mode? Do we not go sometimes into isolation? Do we not sometimes get off track? Because we forget who we are in Christ Jesus. Well, I wanted to bring this to you because it was an encounter that really spoke to me. That, hey, Joe, be on the alert. Your job is to 
love others as you love yourself and to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And in doing that, everyone has value. Regardless of their outward appearance, regardless of their social status, everyone is favored in the eyes of God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.